You're listening to Parenting Through the Detour podcast, episode 10, Difficult People, part one. Do you have a difficult person in your life? We all encounter difficult people and it can be so frustrating. And so often we want to cut these people out of our lives because they're too hard to deal with. Or it feels like you just can't win and get along with them no matter what you try. And this episode is all about why you don't want to eliminate these people from your life and why they are important characters in your life journey. Now, I do need to give you a disclaimer, because if you have someone in your life that is causing you physical, mental, emotional, or sexual harm, this episode is not meant for you. That would be a relationship that you need to either leave or put boundaries in place. And this podcast will not address either of those. Those podcasts will come in the future. This one is for the relationships where there is no abuse involved. When you have a child that leaves the LDS church, you're taking a parenting detour. Have you ended up in a place you never thought you would be? When life takes you on a different path and it seems like everything has gone wrong, it's your opportunity to learn to show up differently and to learn to love in a whole new way. No matter why your child has left the church, you're in the right place to learn how to parent through the detour with me, LDS Life Coach Tina Gosney. Buckle up, let's go on this ride together. Hey, welcome back to Parenting Through the Detour podcast. I'm talking today about difficult people, And this is really the main thing that I help my clients with is their relationships with other people. And I hear about difficult people all the time. You know, scientists have found that the greatest indicator of overall life experience and satisfaction is directly tied to the quality of our relationships. And this is one of the very reasons why I wanted to focus on being a coach that coaches people to have better relationships. I think it is so important in our lives that we up-level and increase the connection that we have with other people and understand how to get along with each other better. But I know this is so hard to do sometimes, and it's difficult to navigate because humans are just tricky and we're complex people. We have so much disappointment with each other. We have so many unfulfilled expectations of the people in our lives. And we want other people to act differently and we want them to act better all the time. I hear this all the time. I hear, well, if that person would just be nicer or do better or make different choices or be more considerate or, you know, fill in the blank with whatever you came came to your mind, then I would be fine. This is what I hear all the time. If that person would be different, then I would be fine. But it's frustrating when you want someone to act a different way and you're not willing to accept how things are in reality. We get so angry for people that we think have hurt us, right? That person is so insensitive. Those comments were just rude and offensive. They're purposefully trying to be mean and disagreeable and hurt me. And we get a lot of resentment in our lives for people who don't understand where we're at, but we haven't communicated where we are to them to leave and let them know that. And they ask, maybe they ask us to do things and we don't say no when we really want to, 
And so we get resentful because now we're doing the thing that we didn't want to because we didn't say no. But today I'm talking about relationships that we have with people other than our close family members. Part two will be about difficult family relationships, our close family. But what I will talk about today also applies to close family relationships, but it's a little bit different there too. What I'm talking about today is relationships between friends. It could be extended family relationships, maybe relationships at church. It can even be like the stranger in the grocery store or the person driving next to you because you have relationships with many, many people, more than you realize, whether it's a few seconds or many years. And today, these are the relationships that I'm going to talk about. And the thing is that we all have these unwritten rule books for people in our lives to live by. We have these huge unwritten manuals that in our thoughts, we say, whether that's conscious, it's a conscious thought or not, we say, well, for me to be happy and for us to get along together, this is how you need to behave. And these books are giant and they're very detailed. And we're the only ones that know what they say. Because we don't communicate these rules to others until those rules have been broken. And that's a problem. And some things that might be included in your rule book that I hear quite often are, well, you should speak nicely to me. People should speak nicely to each other. People should return their shopping carts to the cart return. I've heard that a few times. I shouldn't be cut off in traffic. That car should not cut me off in traffic. My friend should remember my birthday and call me to say happy birthday. You see how these things are rule books that maybe we haven't communicated to the other person? A few more that I hear are people should always respond to a text. One that I've heard several times is the bishop should reach out to me when he knows that my family is struggling. And then we have some for strangers. Like, oh, no one should get tattoos. Or maybe that's not even a stranger. Maybe that's someone that you have a relationship with. We also think quite often, well, you shouldn't drink alcohol. Nobody should drink alcohol or do drugs. The list goes on and on. And maybe you agree with some of those things that I just listed, but there are plenty of people who don't agree with those. So they're not universally accepted. They're the rule books that you have. Those are the rules that you have in your unwritten manual. And the problem is, is we pin our own emotions on how well other people follow those rule books. And the closer the relationship, the greater the disappointment when they don't live up to our expectation. So if they don't live up to our expectation, we get disappointed in a person and it starts to affect the relationship that we have with them. So there's our expectations and then there's reality. They're not ever in the same place. The difference between those two is where our disappointment and frustration lies. And the further apart they are, the bigger the disappointment and the bigger the frustration and the more pain you will have over the unmet expectation. So you might be saying right now, so I should just have zero expectations of people. And that doesn't sound fair. It's not what I'm saying. 
because you can have expectations of other people. We all do, regardless of whether we try to get rid of them or not, we all have them. But the problem comes when we pin our emotions on how well the other person meets our expectations. Because we think, well, of course I'm disappointed because of fill in the blank. How else am I supposed to feel? You could say, of course I'm disappointed that the bishop didn't reach out to me. He knows that my family is struggling. How else am I supposed to feel about that? You could say, of course I'm disappointed because my friend didn't reach out to me on my birthday. That's what friends do. If she was a real friend, she would have done that. So how am I supposed to feel? I'm going to tell you that you are creating your own disappointment by the way that you are thinking. And the way that you are thinking is optional. Because the way that you think is by a pattern that you've created in your life over many years. And changing thought patterns is not easy. This is really where coaching comes into play. If you're wanting to change your thought patterns, get in contact with me. Set up a call. Let's talk. I'm going to show you how we can start changing those thought patterns that are going on inside your brain. But the way that we usually want to deal with this is we just want to cut those people out of our life so we don't have to feel disappointed with them. Or maybe you keep that relationship in your life and you become really angry or you're really resentful towards this person. And then when you do that, you're letting other people dictate how you feel and what you do. And it turns you into a victim of whoever and whatever is going on around you. And victims have no power to dictate the feelings and the experiences of their own life. You do not want to be a victim. There's a show that I love that's not even on anymore. It's been years since they even were filming, but it's called King of Queens. And it's a sitcom. It was my husband and I used to watch it all the time. And we still watch reruns whenever we can find one. It's kind of hard to find them on any of the streaming networks now any of the streaming platforms, but we love King of Queens, super funny show. And in that show, there's, it's really about a husband and a wife. Carrie's the wife, Kevin is the husband and Carrie is pretty much a hothead. And they went to a restaurant. She got upset at the restaurant because she thought she was treated badly. And so she refused to go back there. And she told Kevin, he was not allowed to go back there either. But Kevin really liked the restaurant. So he was sneaking back to the restaurant behind her back. And when she found out, she was mad at Kevin for not backing her up. So what was her rule book? First of all, that waiters should treat their customers well. Second of all, husbands should back up their wives no matter what. So no matter whether you agree with these rules or not, those were Carrie's unwritten rule book for the waiter and for her husband. And they got to choose whether or not they followed them. But Carrie was the one who was angry, and she was the one who refused to go back to the restaurant. So she punished herself by experiencing all the negative emotion and drama that she created and that she indulged in. And then she punished Kevin because she took those emotions and the drama out on him. So who didn't feel her negative emotions? The restaurant owner and their employees. They were really the people that she was angry at. And they didn't meet her expectations, but she was the person that was suffering. And this is what we do all the time. We suffer when we have negative emotion 
because someone didn't follow our rules. So how does this apply to the difficult people we have in our lives when we think they should behave differently? Let's just take, for example, an LDS parent who has an LGBTQ child. Um, And the parents that I talk to are all over the place in how they feel about their child, the church, and the other people in their lives. And many times they think, well, if that other person would be more accepting of my child, then I would feel better. So they want other people to follow their rules, their unwritten rule book of how they should relate to their child. And they let their own emotions be affected when those rules are not followed. And when those rules aren't followed, they want to cut those people out of their lives. And that limits their choices. They want to cut out ward members. They would want to cut out friendships. Many times they'll stop going to church. And depending on who their rule book is for, sometimes they turn their back on their own child because it's the child that isn't following the rule book. And it limits their life experience and it limits their relationships that they have in their lives. But emotional maturity acknowledges that you are the one who creates your own feelings with the way that you are thinking. And no one else has the power to make you think or feel anything. Disappointment is a feeling and it comes from unmet expectations. You are the one who chooses disappointment by the way you are thinking and the things that you're expecting of the other person. You are in charge of your feelings. This is a very novel idea to many people that you are the one who has a feeling and you are in charge of creating that feeling within yourself. So is it easier to feel good about some people than other people? Absolutely. Some people make it really easy to love them and some don't. This is truth. It's so much easier to feel good about some situations and some people than others. Absolutely true. But true emotional freedom is being able to look at a relationship, make peace with where it is right now, understand that you are the one who creates your own feelings and you make a choice to stay or not. This is maturity and growth. But if you choose to leave a relationship because it's not what you want for yourself, It's very different than choosing to cut a relationship out of your life because the other person doesn't do what you think they should do or what you want them to do. Those are very different experiences. So other people get to do whatever they want. You can't tell them what to do. But when you make peace with the fact that the only person you can control is yourself, then it becomes a question of who do I want to be? And what do I want to do in this situation right now? So people come into our lives for a moment, a season, or a lifetime. And when you know which one it is, you know what to do with that relationship. If you're just standing in the line at the grocery store, that that person is there for a moment. That difficult person will be gone within moments. If it's a friendship, it might be a season. It might be time to end that relationship, if you can make peace with where it is, 
and you decide that it's not something that you want in your life anymore. The relationships of a lifetime are the ones I'm going to talk about in part two. Because you need to know what to do with those relationships. Because some relationships run their course and become complete, and there's nothing wrong with that. But don't do that until you are doing it with a place of making peace where it is and with how you have shown up as a participant in that relationship. It's all about growth in you as a person. And the most difficult people and the most difficult relationships have the most to teach us. And have, they have the potential to help us grow much faster than the relationships that are easy. If what you're hearing is resonating with you, share this podcast with somebody who needs it. Because if you need it, someone else does too. So be a friend and send them a link to listen. Have a beautiful day. Thanks for listening to Parenting Through the Detour podcast. I'm your host, Tina Gosney. If you want to learn more about my work, please visit me at tinagosney.com. That's T-I-N-A-G-O-S-N-E-Y.com. And don't forget to subscribe and follow this podcast. I'll see you next week.